How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Leadership Jam Session. Today's guest is Andre Baranek, who's the Vice President of Strategic Manufacturing, who has been managing teams across the globe for the past 10 years. Andre, welcome to the Jam Session. Thank you, Rob, and it's a great pleasure to be here with you. It's great having you on the Jam Session. Uh, I've known you for a number of years, had the pleasure of working with you and, and your teams, so I'm excited to talk about your leadership journey and what's important to you. So let's start right there. What do you feel when you look at your leadership principles, your, some of your guiding leadership principles, what's important to you? My leadership principles are very simple, Rob. I believe that the high-performing team needs to have a strong sense of purpose. It needs to be based on trust and it needs to drive relentlessly high standards. I do profoundly believe that teams are not being led, but they are to be inspired. And it is exactly the purpose that inspires us to do what we do. And it is the why behind what we do is so crucially important in my leadership principles. I also believe a team is not a group of people who work together, but team is a group of people who trust each other. And it is in human nature that uh, we go out of our way to support someone who we trust. And I do believe wholeheartedly that because trust is the essential for the functionality of the success of a team. And if there is no trust in my mind, there is really no team. And the last is the standard. And for me, standard is the standard. If a substandard performance is accepted and no one is held accountable, if there is no consequences, then the poor performance becomes the new standard. Really, these three elements are my guiding leadership principles and I have used to manage and lead teams. So the three elements that you talked about, right, is having purpose, building trust, and high standards. And I had the, as I said, I had the pleasure of working with you and I know how well you do work with your team in terms of building trust and, and you certainly do make sure that there's high standards across the board without question. And you know, the other thing you said too, that I think is very important, and I don't think we talk about it enough is the accountability piece, right? which is so important. And that's really on us as leaders to make sure we are holding our people accountable. And more importantly, that the team members hold one another accountable. Uh, it shouldn't be always driven by the leader of the team, but it needs to be driven by individual team members. So true. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and let's just talk a minute about the teams you lead, because everything you, we just talked about, that in itself is, is hard enough in terms of, of those elements and utilizing those guiding principles, just day-to-day -day managing teams. But I feel that you have another layer of complexity because you manage teams across the globe. I got to imagine there's other challenges with that as well. There are. Uh, we have a very diverse team that spans across the world from Malaysia all the way to Mexico. But I attribute the ability to be able to manage a highly dispersed team just through the learnings I was able to gain throughout my leadership journey. Um, it started 10 years ago managing a team over in Malaysia. And then it expanded, um, moving across the globe and therefore understanding the cultural differences, which allows me to be able to manage a diverse team. So just to go back to um, what you just said, the first team you managed was in Malaysia. 
My leadership journey started, as I mentioned, around 10 years ago. And at that time, I was given a great, one-of-a-lifetime, really, opportunity to lead a manufacturing site. And I had a team of highly experienced individuals, all of which were much further on their leadership journey than I was. And this was very inspirational and offered me a great opportunity to learn and learn about diversity, especially as my team at the time had members from the local Malaysian culture, but also a number of Europeans, uh, which allowed a very diverse environment and learning opportunity. But you had to move to Malaysia for that role. Is that that right? Yes, we moved to Malaysia in 2012. Uh, We moved from Czech Republic. Wow. So that's a huge transition for you. Not only the move, but even the first time taking over a team was in another country. That in itself is pretty challenging, I got to imagine. It was. But as I mentioned, it was a great opportunity as well to learn and to learn the hard way. All right. So let's talk about that. What, What did you learn the hard way? A lot of the things that I currently use to lead and the leadership principles that I describe at the moment, at that time, um, I was new to the role. I couldn't really articulate what I was doing. Yeah, because I'm assuming assuming you didn't go through any type of management training or, or anything like that. I mean, that's how most of us just get promoted into roles and, and you're a leader now. <laughs> that's correct. Yes. Now we have... Uh, we had a great opportunity because most of us lived about an hour away from the site. Uh-huh. And uh, we just embarked on an expanding the site. And during the time, we were very much constrained about parking space on site. And therefore, um, we encourage one another that we'll start carpooling. And four of us, therefore, spend nearly two hours a day in the car. And we spend the time talking about work, but we also spoke a lot um, about our individual journeys and our personal lives. And I think combination of the time spent together, uh, the ability to learn from one another, allowed me to understand the cultural differences and navigate it uh, a little better. And you would carpool with, with your employees as well, right? The employees that, that actually reported into you. Yes. That's interesting. You know, I don't think I, I knew that. I mean, I mean, I knew that you worked in Malaysia, that you were a manager there, you have teams there. I, I don't think I ever knew that piece of the carpooling. And the reason why I'm thinking through this is I, I wonder, because I know how important it is to the bonds that you build within the teams and the trust. I'm wondering, do you think that experience helped you to build deeper relationships with your people? I believe it allowed me to understand the importance of building a strong team that is based on trust. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it is the trusting relationship within the team that is one of the fundamentals. Without having that experience, do you think you would approach your teams differently even today? Meaning that do you think that that helped to shape and mold you into understanding that importance of making those deeper connections? I believe so. I think yeah. it was a learning of the hard way. Um, to understand the importance of a strong relationship as a foundational element of building a strong team. I think you brought up a really important point here in terms of the the time you spend in the car kind of helped you to build you know build that the, those stronger bonds. And it made me reflect back to a time in my career. You know, when I was in sales, I would spend a lot of time in the car riding with my sales reps. When I was a sales manager, we would go out and and meet with physicians and healthcare providers. And sometimes we'd I'd spend hours in a car getting from one place to another in rural areas. And as I'm thinking through this, I don't think I, I realized it at the time until you just brought it up and we talked about it just now. I'd have to say I probably had deeper relationships with those employees and definitely built it quicker just because of the time in the car riding with them. 
there's only so much work you could talk about, let's be honest. And, and you get to know them and know them more on a, on a deeper level. And I would have to say that that probably built stronger relationships in the long run. As I'm sitting here, I, I think it's really a, something that we have to just be mindful of, the importance of getting to know your people on a, on a deeper level. It inevitably just builds stronger bonds. So I think the message out there is um, building trust is, is hard, right, with, with your employees. And there's many ways to go about doing it. But I, I always come back to just getting to know your people. And and look, some employees just, you know, they're private and that's fine. You just kind of have to know, know your audience type of thing, know your employees. I think the lesson here is it's important to really understand your employees and, and get to know them in order to, to figure out how to approach them because each one is going to be a little bit different. And in today's day and age, we get so easily blindsided about just diving into work. And therefore, it's important in my mind to carve out time during the one-on-ones or other means uh, to talk about things outside of work, getting mm-hmm. to understand you know, what inspires them, what drives them and what makes them tick. I think some new managers fall into the trap of thinking, I can't get that close to my employee because then I can't properly hold them accountable or, or set those high standards. And yet uh, it's actually helps, I think, to some extent when you have that deeper relationship and trust, it it motivates your employees to want to work to a higher standard. I believe exactly that strong relationship allows you to hold somebody to a higher standard Mm -hmm. because he or she shouldn't feel offended if you give them hard feedback because it comes from the right place in your heart of trying to improve what they do. And I know you, you set high standards for your teams. Was it difficult in terms of navigating through some of the cultural differences as well? Because I was given the opportunity to live um, in a number of different geographical regions, I didn't find the cultural differences to be particularly challenging. No matter what our background, we are all wired on the same principles. We have all the same aspirations. And as long as you are basing your management style on the underlying fundamentals of people's principles, uh, what individual background is doesn't really matter. That's good to know. It comes up a lot, actually in some of my workshops around managing people with different cultural backgrounds. But it sounds like to me that it really just comes back to some of the fundamentals though. Yeah, well, and and you have tremendous amount of experience with that, managing teams globally. I want to go back to something you said before, which I think was very important about, you know, when we're talking about accountability and, and holding your employees accountable, but you referenced how it's important for the team members to hold each other accountable, which is so true. And yet that in itself is very challenging to get your teams to do that. Have you had any success or maybe you can share if there's anything you've done to foster more of that environment? I would say in our current team, because of how long we have worked together, despite having few new members on the team, the high level of trust allows for the team members to give one another feedback. And it's not always received um, the way it's intended, but it allows them for the individual conversation to understand one another's perspective. And I believe the team is only truly a team when they inspire one another and when they challenge one another and hold one another to account. It shouldn't come from the leader. It needs to come from the team members. And I know your team does that. How do you think you were able to get them to get to that point? Was there anything you did to help foster that? 
we did spend a lot of time in the team setting to talk about the purpose and talk about building trust. And especially prior to COVID, we did spend a lot of time traveling together. Mm -hmm. So we did spend a lot of time together physically, which allowed for building a strong relationships. And I would also encourage each of the individuals when I speak to them one-on-one to continue ask the questions in the team. And I just wonder, even like behind the scenes, even on one-on-ones, I'm sure you probably did some coaching where you provided guidance to help somebody give feedback to another employee. It's easier to encourage somebody to give feedback. Mm -hmm. It's harder to encourage somebody to receive the feedback and do something about it as opposed to just taking it the wrong way. Right. And I must say in the one-to-one settings, I do spend more time talking to the individuals who are given the feedback as opposed to the individuals who gave the feedback. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, Interesting. So, so they kind of come to you and share, I received this feedback and you provide them with additional guidance and perspective. Is that right? Guidance, perspective, how they should approach the person that gave them the feedback, how they should approach the feedback itself mm-hmm. and what should they do about it. I don't believe that receiving constructive feedback needs to be taken negatively. Sure. And right. I do encourage the teams to receive any feedback as an opportunity to improve and improve the relationship. You know, it's interesting what you said there. It's always on the other side where managers are helping employees to give the feedback. There are times where that's what we focus on to make sure it's delivered properly. But I have to give you credit because, and I think this is where the trust comes in. Your members are coming to you when they get feedback. So that in itself is a level of vulnerability. Now I have to go, I'm going to share this with my manager. Most may not do that. Most employees probably wouldn't do that. So I think that is a perfect example of how you've built that trust where your employees are coming to you and just using you as a sounding board. I received this feedback. And I think that's probably a very critical part to help them you know, synthesize that feedback and the importance of what it means to them. And that's probably not done much. I would agree. And I believe there is a large part of it is that I encourage the team to give me feedback as well. And that has taken a lot of time. And I like to admit when I'm wrong and I like the team to tell me when I'm wrong, as opposed to hide behind some imaginary curtain. Well, I think you're spot on, right? I mean, when leaders themselves demonstrate vulnerability and lead by example, that just sends a powerful message to the team. I do believe the takeaway here is pretty simple. The leader has to spend a lot of time behind the scenes with the one-on-ones, investing the time to even coach people on how they're giving their teammates feedback. And on the other side of it, uh, helping them understand when they receive feedback, what to do with it, how to move forward, the value that that comes with it. Again, it just goes to how important the role of the leader is. And, and you're the example of that, of what you do behind the scenes to foster that feedback process for, for the teammates holding each other accountable. I do believe that leadership is a privilege. And when given the opportunity to lead, we need to take it seriously. And it's our responsibility to inspire everybody on the team to be their best version of themselves. I think it's easy for leaders to just sit out there and just talk about all these things. But the real magic, the real work happens behind the scenes. And it does take a lot of time. And you mentioned it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you've been with your team for a long time, but it takes a long time to get to that point. It does. Yes, it does. All right, so let's transition to uh, a different topic that I definitely want to talk about. As we were talking the other day, you were sharing with me a new initiative that you're doing with your team that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I'd like for you to share it with, with my audience. And I think it's called Sparkles of Curiosity. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, we came up with this concept to inspire learning. And in my mind, learning has two elements. 
one, advancing what we already know to be better at it, and two, learning something new. And as we have a rather diverse team of predominantly intellectually curious individuals, we thought that if every member shares what inspires them, there is a great chance of learning something new and also learn more about one another. So how does it work? A member of a team would every Friday share his sparkles that he or she believed would inspire the rest of the team. The succeeding team member will interview the member who just finished sharing his four sparkles to understand what inspired them and the sparkles they shared. Why did they believe they would be relevant to the rest of the team? And what did they expect the team to take away from them? So if I'm on your team, right? And so it's my turn to kind of share my sparkles. I share something that I found inspirational with the team before consecutive weeks. So a member has to share this four weeks in a row. Why four weeks in a row? Just curious. Because a random number. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked the number out of the hat and that was it. Yeah. Here's the number. You're going to do this four weeks in a row. Four weeks. <laughs> It was All meant right. to be a month. So that's obviously four weeks. Ah, okay. So so basically, you know, if I'm on your team for this month, I've got to, you know, each week I'm going to come to the meeting compared to what I found inspirational. No, we use um, a platform of a team message. And oh, every okay. Friday evening or every end of the week, a team member would share their sparkles through the team message. But one member, only one member or all of them? Only one member. Only one member. Got it. Interesting. And then everyone has the ability to kind of respond or ask questions? Correct. If they want to. And has there been a lot of like positive response to it? Or maybe you'd even share if anything new has come out of it? As with every initiative, you always get a mixed uh, response. But generally, I would say it has been perceived positively. Mm -hmm. And a lot of very inspirational sparkles have been shared by the team. Anything that stands out to you that was shared? There was particularly um, one sparkle that inspired me and... It resonated with me the most. It was talking about Sir Alex Ferguson's formula. It was a Harvard Business Review article that discussed eight leadership lessons that captured the crucial elements of his approach. And for every one of his leadership lessons, they resonated with me and they were a great inspiration for me as well. So Sir Alex Ferguson's eight leadership lessons, Harvard Business Review article, is that right? The name of the article is Ferguson's formula. Oh, Ferguson's formula. Got it. Okay. So what, what of the eight steps stood out to you? I believe the first one where he speaks around starting with the foundation, he talks about how he approached building a club and how he ensured that he had strong team and teams feeding the team as a basis for success. The whole episode basically is, is all about that and your whole guiding principle. So not surprised that that, that resonated with you the most. <laughs> so, um, I think it's a great initiative and I imagine it's could be anything that they find inspirational, right? Whether it's an article, maybe something in their personal life. I mean, I'm a big believer in some of the best learning comes when team members just share and learn from each other. And it sounds like this is kind of what the whole, you know, the whole objective is around this. I agree. So I think that's a fantastic, you know, initiative. I think a lot of listeners out there will definitely try it with their teams. I got to imagine that there's probably a lot of collaboration within that. People asking each other questions or when somebody presents something, a lot of activity around that. It is mixed, um, as it always is in large groups through messaging forums. But there is always uh, a dialogue or banter around something on the messaging group. Oh, that's a great initiative. Appreciate you sharing that with everyone. All right. So final question for you as we wrap up. 
I know that you love to read articles and, and books. So anything top of mind or anything new that you read that, that you would recommend to the audience? There is one Harvard Business Review article that I keep coming back to. It is titled, How Will You Measure Your Life? And what really inspires me about the article is that it discusses three foundational questions. The first one being, how can I be sure that I'll be happy in my career? The second one, how can I be sure that my relationship with my spouse and family become an enduring source of happiness? And third, how can I be sure to stay out of jail? And the article closes with final recommendation, advising that the reader to think about the metric by which your life will be judged and hmm. to make a resolution to live every day so that in the end, your life will be judged as a success. And that in my mind is profoundly inspirational. That sounds like a great article. So how will you measure your life? That's the name of the article. And so we'll, we'll put that in the, um, in the show notes with a link. So for anyone out there that, that wants to uh, access it, we'll make sure we make that accessible to you. Andre, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your, your journey and some of your leadership principles and, and your latest initiative that you're doing with your team. It's very valuable and appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Rob. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session Podcast. Mm-hmm.